Hey, 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 it's LaJuan, the Victorious Mama, and I am back with you again. Today, I just wanted to stop by and just drop this little word of encouragement into you. And as simple as this, don't give up. Point blank, period, do not give up. Quitting is not an option. In life, we're gonna face trials, we're gonna face hardships, but I want you to know to not give up. Don't give up because quitting is not an option. We don't have a choice to quit. As mothers, sometimes we wanna throw in the towel. We just wanna do away with everything. Some days are harder than others, but quitting is not an option. We have a whole family dependent on us to make it. We may wanna feel like we wanna give up. We just wanna quit, give it all away. But as I said earlier, quitting is not an option, so you cannot give up. Hey mamas, welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast, where we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mother at the same time. I am your host, LaJuan Moses, and I am helping you find the freedom to live. Are you ready? Let's go. Today, I want to share with you just an excerpt from my book. Some of you may know, some of you may not know, but I am an author. I'm an author of the book. It's called Rising Above, 10 Simple Steps to Achieving Success. This book is a guide for really any woman, but specifically my moms, my young moms that are out here trying to make it, frustrated, confused, not understanding how life turned out this way, and just need a plan, need a way to survive. So you may not know, but I was a teen mom. I was a young mom. So I have been where you are before. Struggling, out here trying to make it, didn't know how I got in this position. Well, I knew how I got in this position, but that was not part of my life plan. So I just want to share with you this excerpt from my book, just that defining moment in my life where I felt like throwing it all away. I just didn't feel like I could live or make it another day. I was just felt like I was drowning. I was depressed. I was sad. And I just felt like my life was over. But even though I felt like my life was over, I'm just thankful that I serve a God that knew that my life wasn't over. A God that always steps in on time and makes a way out of no way. So in my mind, I may have thought it was over. I felt like I was at the end, but God said, not yet. So as I go in and start to read this excerpt from my book, Rising Above, 10 Simple Steps to Achieving Success, I just want you to just hear the words that I say and just know that even when it feels like the end, it is truly not your end for you have a purpose, for you have a destiny. When I graduated high school, I was almost four months pregnant. I worked my first job after graduation up until a month before I delivered my son. I started community college the following year, taking a few classes with plans to enroll in a university that next fall. I worked part-time at a department store because in order to receive a public assistance with daycare, I needed to have a job. So soon I developed a routine, go to school, go to work, take care of my son, get up the next day and do it all over again. 
I followed the same routine for months. And then these months soon turned into years. I followed through with my plan and enrolled in a university and worked on campus as well as at that department store. During that year, hell broke loose in my personal life and in my relationship with my son's father. Add to that the stress of my new reality and my lifestyle. This is a completely new world to me. There was a lot happening in a short period of time that I was not prepared to handle. Let's just say I was not adequately prepared for my new normal. A few years later, my son and I moved into low-income housing. My parents' home was open to us. However, I felt that as a mother, I needed to be an adult and live on my own. Yes, that was my pride. I believed I was making the best decisions I could for my son and me by moving and becoming independent. I operated on auto autopilot and stuck to my routine. Go to work, go to school, take care of my son, and do it all over. On the outside, everything appeared to be fine. On the inside, I was a wreck. I attended college, worked, and by the looks of it, I was beating the odds. I wore a smile on my face and was pleasant to those around me. I was good at keeping up appearances. I always appeared happy and content. However, behind closed doors, things were different. In my home, I was sad, unhappy, and miserable. And slowly, I slipped into a deep depression. When I was not at school, church, or work, I slept. I set my toddler son in front of the television, made sure he had food, snacks, and drinks, and the TV became his in-home babysitter. He became resourceful in his young age as I became more emotionally detached and withdrawn. I slept the days and nights away. He was such a sweetheart, a great child. He did not bother or disturb me. He played with his toys, watched his favorite shows while mommy rested. I was so deep in my depression that I struggled to give him the basic emotional needs required by a child during such crucial developmental years. I was not mean to my son, but I was distant. I was emotionally unavailable to him and honestly everyone around me. My coping mechanism was sleep. I dealt with my situation by sleeping. I hated many things about my life at that time, where I lived, the lack of money, dealing with social workers, public assistance, the issues with my son's father, and everything else. I hated my situation. I hated life. And again, found myself asking God, why me? As my depression worsened, I stopped regularly attending school. I quit my department store job and found excuses to be absent from my campus job. I took my son to daycare, then came home and slept until it was time to pick him up. This was my new pattern, my new routine. Since I did not go to class except on test days, my grades suffered horribly. Here I was this former scholarly honor roll student on the verge of failing out of college. I could not bear attending classes with all those happy carefree students who had the opportunity to enjoy college and dorm life. I was a student like them, but with much greater responsibilities. 
Why did I have to be so stupid? Why did I let this happen? Why me? Thoughts like this plagued my mind as I sat in my dark apartment day after day. I had electricity, but the only time I used lights was when my son was home. I was happiest in the dark. Darkness became my happy place. Sleep was my refuge and escape. I did not have to deal with anything going on around me while I was asleep. Sleep was my escape. Some people choose drugs, drinking, even sex to escape their reality, but I chose to sleep. As long as I was sleeping, I did not have to deal with all the hell I felt day in and day out. I felt weak, hopeless, lacked motivation, and did not care what happened around me. Although I cried many tears during this time, I did not cry around my son or other people. I did not want him to see his mommy upset. I wanted others to believe I was good and that I had everything under control. I became good at maintaining this reflection of perfection, pretending all was well while I fell apart on the inside. This was a hard and difficult time. This was all new to me. Up until then, my life had been simple. My parents were successful. I lived a comfortable life and never wanted or needed for anything. They gave me more than enough over the years, so being without took a toll on me. I had great parents, but I felt like a failure. A teenage mother on public assistance, depending on the system and another statistic of society. How did I get here? How did I make such irresponsible choices I did not understand any of it. This was not in my plans. I never envisioned during my childhood. I was hurt, confused, and lonely. I felt misunderstood. I felt no one got it. I was looked down upon. I was judged. When I pulled out my food stamps, my WIC coupons, Medicaid cards, constantly judged and treated poorly, by the system and those in society. My relationship with my son's father ended, I failed out of college, I lost my campus job, and I felt my life was over. Then one day that I remember very clearly, I lay in my dark apartment alone on my couch. Thoughts of suicide crept into my mind. I thought about my horrible life and felt I had no reason to live. Things were just too hard and I was not a fighter. I had never been in a fight in my life. I had never fought for anything before. Things always came easy, but this, this was hard. This was different. I did not know how to do hard. I had been in my situation for a few years and nothing was improving. Everything seemed to get worse. It got harder and harder each day and I did not know how to cope. Sleep no longer helped because even in my dreams, my problems haunted me. I was so low, so depressed, and so sad. I felt I was better off dead. People will be better off without me. My parents and I have to look at their failure of a daughter and constantly wonder where they went wrong. My son could live with them and have a great life as they had given me 
instead of being stuck in this way of life I gave him. His father could move on with his life and not have to worry about us. Everyone would be much better off without me. Those thoughts and others constantly flooded my mind. However, on this life-changing day, I dropped my son off at daycare and I kissed him goodbye. I returned to my home and sat on my couch. Lights shut off, no television, blinds closed, just me alone in the dark. Thoughts of suicide continued to plague my mind. I had many methods I could use. This was it. This was my plan. I could not live another moment like this. As I contemplated on a method to end my life, I drifted to sleep. While I slept, my young son appeared in my dreams. I remember he touched my arm and he said, Mommy, don't go, I need you. And just like that, I jumped up out of my sleep, looked around for my son, but saw I was still alone in my dark apartment. However, I remember those words he said to me in that dream. I still hear those words and remember the realness of that touch. I remember that touch because it forever changed my life. My son needed me. No matter how bad things got, no matter how bad I thought things were, my son needed me. Nothing on this earth was worth taking my life. I had a son and he needed me. This defining moment changed my life forever. In that dream, I now know that it was God using my son, who was only a toddler at that time and could not verbalize his needs to me. God used my son to speak to me. I woke up from that dream with a new perspective. Immediately after that dream, I knew quitting was not an option. I had to live for my son. If I could not find enough motivation for myself, then I had to do it for him. I had a son to live for. This little boy, no matter the circumstances, no matter how much or little I had to give him, he loved me and he needed me. My mindset shifted instantly. New thoughts flooded my mind. Suddenly, things did not seem so bad. Nothing was worth ending my life. My son became my reason to live, my reason to fight, and my reason to succeed. He became my motivation. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to LawanMoses.com. I love for us to stay in touch. Make sure you leave your email address so I can send you inspiration, tips, and the latest updates. Or if you prefer, text the word MORE, that's M-O-R-E, to 302-440-4632. We have some great things coming up and I don't want you to miss a thing. Thanks again. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, keep pressing because victory is yours.